We're almost here. The return of Big Mike and the boys to Lambeau Field. All right. Uh, I, I want to set up everything and, you know, get everything ready for the show. But the phone started ringing right away. Rowdy, good morning, by the way. I don't want to slight you. Good morning, Rowdy. How are we doing today, brother? Yeah, good morning. It's it, Friday. It's TGIF, my friends. We got a lot of stuff today. Uh, obviously, I always got a lot of stuff every day. And then tonight we're at Poolies from 4 to 6. Now, usually I'll do a little, you know, a little intro to the show, blah, 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 Rowdy, and I'll shoot the crap and kind of set everything up. But this, the phone line, it wasn't Charlie, started ringing right away. And I was like, all right, this, this got to be some, something important to say. Uh, we say good morning to Nader. Nader censored. Nader, good morning. Morning, how you doing? I got to have some takes on Aaron Rodgers. So, Nader, Nader you're so inspired it. to start the show that you, you were calling in before it even started. That's what, that's what yeah. I love about it, dude. I, I, I'll let you we're, in the open. We're busy people, you know. <laughs> What I would love to enjoy to see the shockwave of what happens if the Packer Nation trades him away. What? Or gets rid of him. I would love just to see the drama factor. Oh, you, you someone wanted to watch the world burn. Also, oh, yep. And, yep. I remember being in almost fistfights over the Brett Favre <laughs> retirement and all that. Hell but that's right. what we're going through right now. We're doing it again. And I would love to see this actually happened and along the way watch him go deteriorate somewhere else because that man is done Rodgers is done Rodgers is done I say he's done I've had enough <laughs> I'm ready to move along so Nader uh, his greatest arm in football is no longer the greatest arm in football Nader let me it ask you this, let me ask this you. week let me ask you when the Brett Favre fiasco was going down were you on the side of we need to hang on to Brett Favre as long and humanly possible, and I hate the organization for treating him the way he treated uh, treated him. Or are you, we need to shove Brett Favre out the door. Which one were you? I was shoving him out the door. Really? Okay, so this is... And then came back around, him. and then circled around the wagon, and then came back around. Rowdy, do you want to say like, about Rodgers being done? Yeah, I don't I think he's Rowdy. washed. I think uh, if, if Aaron Rodgers had a decent couple receivers, and when I say decent, like an actual... We'll say two number two receivers. I think this season will look a lot different. Is Alan Lazard and an decent? offensive line? I just can't say enough about how that offensive line matters so much. But Nader, you woke up and you chose violence this morning. You want to kick Aaron Rodgers' ass out the door to another team? I don't, I don't know if that would do any good. Beating up a little weak ass like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nader, <laughs> Nader, he's 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 inspired today. He's fired up. Yeah, I am. All right, so well, Nate, well, the return of Happy Friday, the return of Mike McCarthy. What do you think of Big Mike coming back to Lambo and the Cowboys? Big Mac, the Elvis impersonator. Yeah, he looks good. <laughs> uh, is it Elvis at the end? I think old coaches probably don't have that much of a shelf life. So um, I, I, I wonder how much. I think those older coaches, like you know Andy Reid, Mike McCarthy, that what they're doing is getting done within their assistant coaches. I think. Yeah. Well, me like you know, I'm the king. Sure, these are my the, your minions. These are my quarters. Yep, yeah. we have minions. Your gestures, your minions, your your plebes. You know, but I just think that Rogers just doesn't have the juice anymore. Will you go up know, when I this season's it. over, Nader? Will you go up to uh, Lambo and help Rogers, Aaron Rogers, pack all of his stuff up and uh, take him to the airport and send him off? Um, I would. 
yeah, I'd lug it right onto the airplane. <laughs> you would officially Let's close go. his country club membership up in the Green Bay area. Yeah, I, think- I would. Yeah, he probably doesn't have one in the Green Bay area. He's probably way, way too good for that, Rowdy. No, Come on. No, no. He, he does. He does. That's how they figured out he was coming back a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. over, over what? Three grand? <laughs> we, we looked up the uh, fees, but you had to have a meeting. You had to, like, sit down. They had to, like, vet you, then interview you. Then you took an interview. Uh, yeah, then it tour. was, like, three or four. Grand. And then and then well, afterwards, then they're like, here's how much it costs you. Welcome to Con Air. <laughs> Welcome. To- <laughs> great, great movie, by the way. July 19th. I think it's July 19th is the date. Welcome to Con Air. Well, Nader, <laughs> uh, all right, before I let you go, my brother, and we'll talk about this this Aaron Rodgers, the topic you've, you've sprung on us. Do the Packers win Sunday against the boys? No. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no. <laughs> 31-6 Cowboys. We're 30, done. 31-6? Yeah. Jeez. Nader. It's going to be bad. Happy Friday, brother. Hey, pick up Dip for Dozer on the internet. <laughs> Hometown Cambridge football. Good thing. Dip for Dozer. You got it, brother. Roller plunge. The TGIF. <laughs> Go get him, baby. Have a good one. Trade well, now that is, that is one side of the coin, right? He Whoa. thinks they're done. Rodgers is done. Wants to maybe see him traded. Now, Rowdy, I uh, I was looking at reading Bleacher Report this morning, and I went to, you know, you go to NFL, you click Green Bay Packers, and uh, one of the first stories down is the contenders for an Aaron Rodgers trade. Well, the other side of the coin, I don't know if you saw James Jones tweeting, but he thinks they're going to win eight straight. Uh, James Jones says the Packers will finish the season with 11 wins. He tweeted that yesterday. That's bold. 11 very, wins. Very bold. That's not a loss, Rowdy. Now, I will say this about Woo. James Jones. He did play with Aaron Rodgers. They're buddies. He's kind of one of the guys that originally what was that a year or two ago that said Rodgers is coming back. He's not retiring when other people had the rumors that he was done and retiring. So he has been right on a lot of the Roger information front. Can, but I, can I say that this he, is a little out there? Can I say that Jennings is the yin to the Yang? James is, Jones Yang? Yeah. Greg Jennings is the yin to the James Jones Yang. Um, 11 wins. Wow. Our guy X-Ray Punk on Twitch says, James Jones, can you pass me whatever it is that you are smoking? I would also like a hit, please. I mean, I'm hoping that they can win 11 games. If they win 11 games, they're clearly in the playoffs, and they might even have an outside shot of the division at this point. 11 wins. I uh, He's starting to sound like me when I start to get a couple drinks in me and start getting, putting my cheese head on. But my God, yeah. Uh <laughs> I hope so, but realistically, I don't think so. Well, the Aaron Rodgers trade, so Nader wants to help him pack his bags, send him right there to the airport. Uh, I think even walk him up to the tarmac and say, all right, here you go. Nader might even buckle him into the airplane to say, all right, Aaron, here you go. But (laughs) the articles are coming out, though, the contenders for an Aaron Rodgers trade, and they've already listed them. They say most likely the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, you'd take Rodgers over a Kenny... The future of Kenny Pickett. Rodgers, no problem starting over some rookie. Well, I think when you look at the Steelers, that defense, I know JJ or JJ, TJ Watt has been hurt for most of the season. I know that that secondary for Pittsburgh has been beat up for most of the season. They traded uh, Chase Claypool. Kenny Pickett, obviously, just getting his feet wet in the NFL. Trubisky, well, he's Trubisky. Wasn't Rodgers linked to the Steelers, like, loosely? 
Well, that's a team that on, on the ago. defensive side of the football, when healthy, they're still pretty solid. They just haven't been healthy this year. The offense, I mean, they still have some pieces on offense. Now, Najee Harris has been awful. Yeah. And, yeah, they did trade away uh, Chase Claypool. Juju Smith-Schuster did leave in the offseason, but they still have some pieces, and if they all of a sudden got a great quarterback and added a couple more pieces, it might be a team that's a legit yeah. playoff contender. And then if you remember, uh, it was either two a couple years season ago or a season ago, I can't remember, quite remember, but Mike Tomlin and Aaron Rodgers were gushing over each other. They say, we all know how Tomlin and Rodgers feel about each other. Tomlin, one of the best coaches in the league, blah, 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 blah. And then, uh, well, how can you not like playing for a coach like Mike Tomlin, who's willing to even put himself on the field yeah. to make a tackle <laughs> if need someone. be? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they say the defense and coaching paired with Rodgers would make for a quick ascent to the top of the league for the Steelers. So that's the most likely. Then the article I was reading said maybe was the Tennessee Titans. Tannehill, one year left on his deal. Tennessee can move on, bring in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you got the D- King Henry right there. Or. The, the fight between San Francisco for him and Brady. Yeah, because Brady could probably go to... I mean, are you thinking... Are you calling G- your shots for Brady to... Jimmy G, Jimmy G, if we're going to be a free agent. Trey Lance, not exactly too impressive in his little tryout the last year and a half. And both Brady and Rodgers, obviously California guys. Yep. And then, hey, the next maybe... Both the, rosters are good. Yep. The next maybe, the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, the Colts... They're a dumpster fire. They haven't I don't know. It's luck. Anyway. I don't know why he would want to go to Indianapolis. On paper, a couple of years ago, it looked like they might be pretty good, but it's uh, their strategy. So I don't know if you follow the Colts very closely, but uh, you know how like they the hired, common, just Jeff Saturday, the common knowledge for like building a team is like, hey, quarterback's the most important position. Yeah, and then you got a left tackle, and then you got your edge rushers, and you kind of then you start to win in the trenches, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of threw all that out the door and there's a part of me that actually says, I, I don't mind this thinking because it's, it's off the beaten path where they weren't going to design their team. Like the common knowledge, the common thoughts were to build a team that was better and they're going to zag exactly because their thoughts were, well, if we can't get the best left tackle and we can't get the best quarterback, why would we want to spend overspend for guys that aren't as good as the top end? Let's just go fill in our roster with really good. We'll say, for example, yeah. instead of a left tackle, we're going to pay our left guard a ton of money. Yeah. And they did that. They went all in. And I think they're kind of finding out and the NFL is kind of finding out that, uh, no, the quarterback, the left tackle, <laughs> the edge rushers and building the trenches first is the way to go. They effed around and found out. Yeah, they, hey, it's kind of like Moneyball. The Oakland A's, when they started Moneyball, it could have blown up in their face. Sure. And then Billy Bean would probably be unemployed, still probably sure. a low-level scout, but it worked. Yeah. This is this is the Oakland Athletics if Moneyball didn't work. <laughs> the Colts. And then the dark horse, finally, for Rodgers in this article I was uh, peeping, the dark horse is the New England Patriots. That was their could, dark horse. I could see it. Who wouldn't want to go play? Well, take that back. A lot of people probably would want to play for Bill Belichick, knowing that they arguably have the best coach and they're always going to be a yeah. contender, yeah. at least a playoff contender, even when they're bad. Like their quarterback play. Mac Jones has been pretty bad this year. Yep. 
And then, Rowdy, then, I mean, that's that's what's out there right now. All the talking heads are starting to say the Packers should start considering trading Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Now, we've had this conversation before, but years ago, and it was a bunch of people that were like, like, what what drugs are you smoking? Like, put down the meth pipe. This was this was like 2017, 2016. Yeah, I think that was 2017, Rowdy, when we were talking, or some callers were like this, like, put down the, 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 the crack. Let's be careful of ourselves. Good morning. Who's this? Morning, it's Corey. Hey, Corey, Corey, up early. What's up, dude? Um, legit heading down the farm road right now to go park and get out in the woods. Oh, the rut, the rut is on. So, Man, I was talking to my dad last night. And I talking to my dad last night. He says those bucks there are running. So get ready. Oh yeah, that's why I'm getting out here now. After the rain stopped here, it was still a little coming down this morning at like five thirty. So I just had to wait a little bit. So explain it to me like I'm five as to why they had tri- trade Aaron Rodgers and who the hell is going to take a fifty million dollar contract on a dude that's I wouldn't I would yeah, not especially trade. when they when some people think that he's fading or his is you know he's losing it I don't know who would really want to necessarily and I'm not trade trying him. to be flippant and and shut down the conversation because no no I, enough, I would not be trading Aaron like, Rodgers I would not be it doing doesn't it. make any like financial sense and compensation sense from whoever would be in, uh, interested in trading with, with the Packers, why would they trade for him? Why, and why it makes would, no yeah, sense. Yeah. And even, I know it sounds, I know it sounds it weird. Would, it would have to take like a Jerry Jones falling in love with a, you know, a quarterback willing to do anything it takes to get him. The problem with Rodgers, and I said this till I blew in the face, and I'll say it again, his thumb is screwed up. He's, he won't, for whatever reason, he's stubborn. It won't get... He will not let his thumb heal well enough. I can't even talk because it fires it's fine. Me up so you, you, get buck, you get buck fever, dude. It's fine. I do. His thumb's screwed up. Those wide receivers suck. His offensive line has been in flux the whole season. It seems really obvious to me, but maybe I'm just oversimplifying it. I've only watched football for 40-plus years. But from what I see out on the field, this looks just like Brett Favre back in 99, where he's missing passes. His passes look like trash. He's throwing it to you know, over a guy's heads and stuff like that because his throwing motion is screwed up. And they don't have the cachet, LaFleur, LaFlunk, La Eyebrow, doesn't have the cachet to say, you're going to have to sit down because they're worried about the cluster that it would start with if they started Jordan Love. And that's what's going on. So it's probably a lost season. They win eight games in a row, that would be great. I don't see that happening. James Jones, he's like my brother. He thinks everything great is right around the corner <laughs> for the Packers. <laughs> That's probably not happening, but <laughs> I love the enthusiasm, the enthusiasm, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Love it, but I don't think that's going to be in the offing. I think it's going to be a long eight weeks, so buckle up and strap in. Yeah, um, I could see the last month of the season, them having Jordan Love in yeah, there. Totally. So like, okay, his thumb is screwed up, they'll BS us or something. Maybe LaFlunk doesn't make it past the bye week. <laughs> you might get your your wish. Because I no, I don't I don't think so. The bye week would be the time to make a change if they really closed down the crapper. I think the I think LaFleur's got like one or two more seasons of, of bad football, like, stirring uh-huh. up. That would be a tough scene, Ebo. Don't say it. Well, don't, I mean, don't put that out there. Look at his record. Don't put that out I'm there. just saying. I'm just saying. Corey, 
I'm just saying, too. Yeah. Uh, no, they don't trade Aaron Rodgers. I, I know it sounds crazy to say this because they've lost five in a row, but if you trade Aaron Rodgers, you're going to be losing 17 yeah, in a row. Yeah, and you, you gave him the contract. You kind of started building this roster and kicking co- other contracts down the road. I mean, you can't just pull out of it now. You're kind of already in it. And even if you did yep. pull out of it, you still are somewhat screwed nope. because of the, the path you went down. Corey, we're not pulling nope. out. We're consummating this, okay? It's going don't, all the way. Don't pull out. Once you're in, don't pull yeah, out. We're not pulling out. We're seeing this on, We're seeing this baby through, okay? Get it all in, boys. Yep. Hammer it down. Yep. Have a good day. Corey, Bye. go get a big buck, baby. Let's go. That's the plan. See you, homie. Later. See you. We ain't pulling out, Rowdy. No, no. Not happening here. James Jones says the Packers are going to li- uh, win 11 games. Rowdy, he is the yin. The Yang, Greg Jennings says the Packers should bench Rodgers sooner than later. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> also, the Yang could be pretty much the majority of Packer fans. That also doesn't feel like this is going to be a good ending of the season. Well, we just had Nader call in and said, trade Aaron Rodgers right now. He's the, the Yang. And Corey and Marshall called in and said, no. In what universe would you do that? He's the Yin. So we have the Yin and the Yang, the Yang and the Yin battling it out today here. Uh, on over the line as that's the world, right? I mean, that's how a lot of things stack up. You're on one side or the other. Now is the reality of the situation. Is there somewhere in the middle? Yes. But do people operate like that? No. James Jones, the Packers will win 11 games. And do you think he tweeted that with a straight face? I think he did. I I would bet he did too. I think he did. And Greg Jennings, when he says the Packers need to bench Rogers sooner than later, you think he said that with a, a straight face? I think he did. He probably said it with a scowl. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jennings asked on, uh, let's see here, in the, the Carton show, uh, whether the Packers should consider benching Rodgers. And he says, of course, sooner rather than later. Look at their schedule in the next three games. you got the Cowboys, you got the Titans, they got Philly to face. Uh, I believe they could lose two out of those three games. I just find it super funny that I, I get it. Like Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked that great in most games this year. Some of his throws have been off. He's thrown more picks than usual, especially for the last few seasons. LaFleur's off, but then look look at the things that have gone wrong. A ton of injuries. LaFleur's offense hasn't looked good. They're yeah. not running the football. The offensive line has been flip-flopped every game. We already knew the receivers weren't going to be good and then add a ton of injuries on top of that. So there's been a lot of other factors that have hit this team and especially the offensive side of the football that are also limiting Aaron Rodgers. not to mention he broke his thumb. Yeah. Like there's so many different things. It's just one of those. It's like a lost season, but here's the thing almost until you're eliminated until you can't win at least nine games this year, Mm -hmm. you have to play to win. It's your quote unquote window with Aaron Rodgers that you quote unquote went all in for. Yes. You can't just quit now. (laughs) You can't just start playing Jordan love this week. No, you gotta, you gotta see it out until you're until you cannot go nine and eight. Yes. You have to lose three more games in my opinion until Jordan Love should get a potential look. I never understood the defeatist attitude. I never understood why people just want to give up, lay down, and die, especially when you still have a fighting chance. I've never identified with that. Rowdy, I don't think you've ever identified with that. Why Why would you give up when the going gets tough? It's like, nah. I will say this, I'm though. I'm going to crawl in a hole. I will say this about the Packers. At least 
it seems like they're going to stick with the plan. They're going to try and keep this window open for at least this season, maybe another one or two years. They're going to see it through with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think they trade him. But could you imagine if this Green Bay Packers team right now with the Vikings being 7-1 and one, was 8-0? and oh, And you know what? All of a sudden, or they're 9-0. and oh, Could you imagine if they traded? Aaron Rodgers. Could you imagine if they had traded Aaron Rodgers when they were in first place and undefeated? Wouldn't you say that would almost be like trading your closer or something? Oh, like the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I mean, totally. It's, I don't get the rowdy. We're habitual winners. Don't get the defeatist attitude until the fat lady is sung. You don't give up. No, yeah. not especially when you've already shown that you're willing or you're willing to go 75% of the way in. <laughs> yes. Because you're in it. You're in it. You kicked down so many contracts down the road. Aaron Rodgers just signed a huge extension. Now, not all of it goes against the cap, no. but a huge money-making deal for himself. You're in it. You're even right. if you, even if you trade him, even if, you can't get out of it now. You're, you're You've going made to, your bet. Yeah, you you are going to be in salary cap hell for the next two, so three years So you might as well anyways. see it out. You might, you might as well. Like, if, if you're going to commit, which they did to Aaron Rodgers money-wise, why would they then give up on it? you got to see it out. You're still going to be paying him years down the road. You're still going to be paying, like, the, the Aaron Jones, David Bakhtiari. Who knows if Bakhtiari can even play next year? It's like going out. It's like you'd go out and you'd buy a new, a brand-new expensive car. And then afterward, you drive it off the lot. You got a little buyer's remorse, and you go back to the dealership. Be like, actually, I don't want this car anymore. I'm like, well, I mean, you bought it. You just drove it off the lot. We'll give you mm, what less than half than what it's worth. Why would you do that? It wouldn't make any sense. Wouldn't you just see it out, Rowdy? Wouldn't you see it out with the car that you bought? Why would you go on and just and you'd still and we be, already you'd still be about, paying for the car? We already you just won't just, have it anymore. Yeah, we already just talked about all the different factors that have pawn into this game that have have went against the Packers that have been bad luck. Mm-hmm. I saw this from um, this article making its rounds yesterday that Aaron Rodgers quote unquote scapegoats are allegedly frustrated with the quarterback as the Packers struggle. Uh, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler had suggested. Uh, or indicated, excuse me, same difference. There appears to be a growing discord within Green Bay stemming from the notion that some of the young wide receivers have been painted as the scapegoats for the team's struggles. Okay. Um, I don't think I would say just just the young receivers. I, I feel like most sane people that watch the games and actually watch the games, not just... Uh, not just sit on Twitter the whole time and rifle off tweets? Yeah, or, you know... Watch three plays, take a nap, wake up, maybe uh, watch another couple plays, take a leak and make some food, and then watch another couple plays. People that actually sit there, watch the game, clearly it's not just the young wide receivers. No. The offensive line has been in flux. Rodgers hasn't played his best football. They're not running the football. And then, yes, the receiver position has been bad. So for someone... To say that 
Rodgers or other people I'm sick of him using just, us as a scapegoat. Yeah, are just pointing at the wide receivers. I think that's a, a little bit of just fitting their narrative. Oh, totally. And th- these are unnamed sources but and also, players. The wide receiver position has absolutely sucked this year. It totally has. As Sammy Watkins talks about it. He's talking on the rash of injuries to the Packers receivers. I mean, Randall Cobb himself, Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard, Romeo Dobbs, who's not going to be playing for a while. Here, take a listen quick. I don't. It's hard. I don't know what it is. Um, I get hurt, then it's Allen, then it's Kobe, then now it's Romeo. Christian Watson. I don't know. We got to find ways to stay healthy. I mean, we can't control a guy going low and hitting Romeo in the worst spot ever. I don't know. I think we just got to continue to stay prayed up. What's the best for each other? And Did you, we got to stay prayed up, Rowdy. We're now resort, like we're praying now for the end of this Packers season. Keep our head on the swivel as we know this game is dirty. Do everything in our might as far as the soft tissue issues that I was honestly dealing with earlier. I have to stay on top of my body. Those are things that you can't prevent in the game. When you get rolled over or someone take a cheap shot on you, um, Kyber getting rolled up, that's stuff you can't control. But the minor stuff like soft tissue, I, that's the stuff that we got to stay ahead of. We're praying, and they're not about it. Here's more of the injuries not only been hard for the receivers, but also for Rodgers. Here's Sammy Watkins. It's, it's hard when you, as a wideout, bend on the fly, and then I can't fathom how 12 feel, having so many different guys at different positions. Being that our team is, our wide receiver room is very young. Uh, I don't think me, Kobe, and Allen haven't played since the second week of the Bears. This is hard because no one ever catching a beat or catching a drift because it's like three, four games, and then it's a nick or a bruise. So hopefully all of us get healthy. It will be great to have Romeo get back whenever he's prepared, Kobe, and we can all gel and um, make as many plays as it's presented to us. So we have this article that's out there from Jeremy Fowler from ESPN saying that these guys are sick of being scapegoats. But then you actually go and hear from a player himself in Sammy Watkins. And he's talking about, I can't understand. I have no idea how Aaron Rodgers can handle this, how he feels. Talking about how you know we haven't been on the same page since week two with the injuries and whatnot. You literally have Sammy Watkins sticking, sticking up for Aaron Rodgers, talking about how poor this wide receiver room has been when there's unnamed players or sources for ESPN saying that they're sick of being scapegoats. So I'm just going to okay. look, I'm going to look at this as like individual players, right? Mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins right there. Didn't seem like he would be the guy to be an unnamed source just by the way he was talking. Yes. Now you can always change your tune from the public to quote unquote sure. off the record stuff. Right. Yeah. But he doesn't seem like that guy. It sounded like he kind of, felt bad for Rodgers and just the receivers in general because nothing has went right. Yeah. We know Randall Cobb is not going to say one ill word of, of Aaron Rodgers. No. Romeo Dobbs was eating lunch with Rodgers in preseason to learn everything he could from him. Well, and Romeo Dobbs and Aaron Rodgers, you could argue, probably have their the best relationship out of all of the young receivers, right? Yes. Samari Toure, he was very complimentary of the last Rodgers literally said he's too good to be in the practice squad. We needed him up. And he was a guy that, um, you know, he joked with saying, like, if you practice harder, you'd be here. Yeah, Captain Casual, he called him. Yeah, then all of a sudden he started practicing harder and he complimented him. So I would imagine that that We had a clip yesterday that Rodgers said he hasn't called him Captain Casual in weeks. Yeah, would would be a positive. And we started to see Samari Toure make some plays, have some catches the last couple weeks. Jawan Winfrey probably should thank his lucky stars that Aaron Rodgers does like him because that's why he's on this roster. Correct. Aaron Rodgers says nothing but good things about him. Alan Lazard, they have the pure blood connection. Alan Lazard has probably been 
for the guys that are on this roster, the most consistent with Aaron Rodgers over the past three seasons. Yep. Then you have Christian Watson, who has not been able to stay on the field. Yep. And it's no fault of his own. It's it's basically been, one, it was the hamstring injury. Two, it's the concussion in the league for being overprotective of concussions lately since the Tua stuff, yep. where it's like if anyone gets some type of nick at all, it's like you're done for at least a week. We can't have another Tua situation where if it was any year prior, they'd probably be playing. And Rodgers has talked in the past um, how they've had so many game plans for Christian Watson, and then they had to readjust after he got hurt and how talented he is. That leaves so one. That. that leaves one guy, one guy on the receiving core that has been crapped on by Aaron Rodgers, that has been crapped on by fans, <laughs> that has been crapped on by pretty much everybody for the last two can, years. Can I guess? I think he shares the name with Aaron. A <laughs> Rod, Amari Rodgers, A Rod, <laughs> the other A Rod. Yeah, I think just doing uh, some deductive reasoning. If there really was an unnamed source that was saying it. It's probably coming from him or I'm not saying it is. I'm just trying to read between the lines. Jeff Cotton, who just got here to the practice. Oh, by the way. (laughs) So we're, we were laughing at what? Six Oh two in the morning yesterday talking about the Jeff Cotton uh, addition to the wide receiver room. I saw a thing, you know, because Big Brother's always listening. Always. I was on my phone, and when I was on Google, you know, they have some suggested articles. Yeah. It was Packer sign, former All-American. But if you look on it, yes, Jeff Cotton was a Juco All-American when he was 19. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. Terry, I'll say this. You have uh, you inspired a, a lot of people to chime in. They want to make sure you're okay. Terry, they want to make sure you're doing okay. Um, our guy J.A. Krebs says Charlie has better sports takes than you. Um, another suggested you run for Senate in Pennsylvania. Uh, someone asked if, uh, if you were sniffing glue. Someone uh, uh, insinuated that you were booze addicted. Uh, but Terry, he's thinking outside the box or inside the case of uh, Miller Lite and maybe a little apple pie bottle. Terry, we love you, buddy. Much love. All right, before we get Dave Essler coming up here, Dave's Dave with us today, right, Rowdy? Yes. 740. <laughs> Terry. Okay. RJ. Yeah. You and I were hanging out last night. Yeah, with, uh, the, with the research department. With the research department. Research department decided to burn a little midnight oil. Mm-hmm. And we were listening to Kenny and Heilprin. They're live at Monks and Sun Prairie. We were here in the studio at the research department. Uh, ben Kenny had said something to us yesterday morning. Yeah. About how, have you heard the Braylon Allen news? And I was like, like I, I mean... He, I heard that USC like, his his arm looks hurt. I heard that USC was sniffing around uh, to bring him in like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and now he's like, "Oh, it's about uh, a different team in the Big Ten, about Michigan." Yeah. So the research oh, department man. went uh, a deep dive on the social media account. Michigan boards are going crazy. Michigan, uh, yeah, football boards are going crazy about getting Braylon Allen. Yeah. And RJ, tell the fine folks what the research department found on Braylon Allen's social media accounts. Well, he's following some Michigan football players. He's following the University of Michigan. Michigan. He's following MGO blog. Um, Which is a a Michigan blog. He's also following Mike Hart, the Michigan running backs coach. Love me some Mike Hart Um, back in the day. He's also following a couple of USC accounts, and he's following a a running backs coach from, was it USC too? I think so. So Braylon Allen on his social media accounts following, just as of recently, Mm-hmm. A lot of Michigan accounts. Yeah, but this is the this is the wild wild west that NIL has opened up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this is 
as of right now, for most Wisconsin sports and, and athletic teams, they say they're not going to get into this. They say they're not really going to pursue a lot of the NIL and the transfer portal stuff. And that's probably why we all think they're going to fall behind. You have teams like USC and Michigan that see talent and they go, well, let's sniff around here and see what we can do. If you're, if I'm Braylon Allen and my offensive line has been pretty inconsistent, obviously I'm a guy that uh, has NFL aspirations. Yeah. Maybe I do start nothing. Nothing can hurt you these days in in college football to look around and see where the better options are. I'm not saying that he's going to do it, but also how about this? The same report did say it's, it's a long shot. Well, how about this? Maybe he's a, he's a Wisconsin kid. He's from Fond du Lac. He grew up a Badger fan. He talks about Melvin Gordon being his favorite player and, Mm -hmm. you know, always growing up watching the Badgers. Well, the guy that's currently the interim head coach, Jim Leonard, he, he is all that is Wisconsin, right? Yeah, what Wisconsin. if he's waiting on to see if Jim Leonard is retained or they go somewhere elsewhere? What if what if if he's retained? No, I yeah. think there's a lot better shot that this is just a, you know, I was just looking around because I didn't know who the coach was going to be or what the staff would look like. And say they do go out and hire somebody else. Like they bring in someone that has no connections, no anything. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves and goes to a Michigan or USC. I, say, I wouldn't be surprised would if be surprised like either. a majority of the team leaves. You're going to, you'll lose a whole bunch of defensive players. Oh yep. yeah. Cause they're the ones that went there for Jim Leonard. Yep. They love them that, you know, they all talk about him glowingly and yeah, a lot of the team that's currently there or that's actually currently being recruited were Paul, Chris, Jim Leonard, all that staff's guys. So not only do you lose some of your current players that were there that liked Wisconsin, yep. you will lose, I'm sure, some recruits. Well, you have that one who visited Oregon and then decommitted. But and depending that, on that's who, one as soon as he got the offer. People are like, oh, he's gone. Well, depending on who the coach you bring in as, right. You don't know if they're going to be a guy that actually commands transfer portal right. kids. Yep. Like if you bring in like a Gary Anderson type guy that was say coming from a non-power five school that was kind of known, but not a huge name that was ever going to challenge mm-hmm. for like an SEC type school job. There's not going to be a ton of kids lining up to transfer here in the transfer portal. Yeah. And they're not going to come from a school that's good enough to where you're like, yep, we'll take 10 of their transfers. So Braylon Allen, you could be in a war. I feel like there's more downside to bringing in a new head coach when you're not going to bring in an that's Urban Meyer Jim or a yeah. Lincoln Riley or Jim some Leonard. of these best coaches in, in college football. Then there is the, you know, an upside to it. I mean, do you guys see that video after they beat Maryland of him coming in the locker room and then just go going wild for Jimmy Leonard. Yeah. It was awesome. been, they did that after Northwestern. They did that yeah. after Purdue. It was just cool I to mean, see. Yeah. yeah. It, it's one of those from the time we saw Paul Chris get fired. Did you ever see a video like that with Paul Chris? No. <laughs> I mean, but you see like yeah, a change you. in, and they can love Paul Chris all they want. Yeah, totally. But it seems like a change in and we've talked about it. The team seems more enthusiastic. They, the yes. team seems more like 
Do you believe McIntosh when this. he says we're about winning championships? Or do you really just think that Wisconsin is is pretty all right with winning nine or ten games pretty consistently, being that second tier of the Big Ten and making their money? I mean what do you what do you really he money. can say whatever he wants, but what do you right. really money. think? Money. What I want to believe everyone's money. is he is willing to change the attitude of the athletic department as a whole. Because I think if you if you Which stay with Jim Leonard from what I don't we've think seen, a big change though. Just little tweaks. No, you have you no. There has to be an overhaul of the athletic department. Like you have to participate in NIL. And the varsity collective Didn't he come out and say that they're not though? Right. But if you're willing like, to say you want to compete for championships, you have to participate in the transfer portal. You have to participate in NIL. That's and, why I'm saying, do not, you really do you actually believe him when no, he says that? Because they're pretty to, comfortable with nine, eight, nine, ten wins. And being I want to, decent. and he needs to then prove it with those words. But if it doesn't change, if you're going to stick with the Varsity Collective, you're done. which is basically the W, down. which is basically the W Club, because they're like, hey, we're not here just to yeah. set you up for life, set you up right now. We're setting you up for life further down the road. No, the kids want it now. You need to give that to them now. You know, if that doesn't happen, call JG Wentworth. Right, it's my money. Well, this it's is my nil, and I need it now. This right. is how I look at it. From what we see from is Jim Leonard, they like him. They're it still the seems place. like they're they're still, you know, from these last month they're and a half, the they're still <laughs> recruiting at the same type of levels. Right. I don't think I'm wrong on that. Nope. If you stay with Jim Leonard, I think you easily can say that you feel like you're still an 8-10 to 10 win team the next two, three years. I don't think there's going to be a ton of drop-off. We'll see who he brings in for his staff and how that rounds out. I feel like your odds of being better than what Jim... And, and obviously, Jim Leonard has a ceiling, right? He was coveted in the NFL. He turned it down. He's been coveted to be a head coach by other big Power 5 schools. He's turned them down. So I think there's clearly upside, but I think for the next two, three years, you're still easily an eight to 10 win team bringing in the same, same talent with upside. If you go away from Jim Leonard, do you really think you can upgrade to a coach that is clearly better? Like I mentioned, the urban Myers, the Lincoln Riley's, the Dabo Sweeney's, those type of guys. I don't think you can, but to finish this thought real quick, it's a lot easier to go down. It's a lot, and then when you do go oh, down, so much easier to yeah. go down. When you do go down, who knows if that coach is going to be an eight to ten win coach? Who knows if that coach can recruit the guys the way that uh, this staff already has and use the transfer portal? I feel like there's only downside, especially in the short term, mm-hmm. for two to three years. There's only downside to make this program worse right. by not hiring Leonard. Yeah. So you got to hire. I can't believe they haven't like posted the job yet. Even that's like it's it's it's, it's insane. <laughs> Uh, two things. Our guy Bobby Beamer Bobby says, I absolutely I absolutely love a riled up RJ. You go, brother. <laughs> and then our guy Worst Brewer fan says, Braylon Allen peaked at 17, age 17. A, a little, lot of people did. A little quick before Dave Vessler coming up. Who's this? Good morning. Hey, it's Mark from Madison. Mark, hey, what's Mark. up, dude? Mark, hey! 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 hey, how we doing, gentlemen? Man, it's Friday, really Mark. Good, Feeling man. good, baby. Always You're good on the on phone. It just got better. Yeah, this talk for the last few minutes has been okay, but Terry, man, why did you? Why couldn't you delay the commercial? Let the guy keep going, man. Oh, you want ta- you wanted Terry to keep going? Give Jim Letter the one-year contract. Was he also reading that maybe uh, Jerry Sandusky is going to be coming out on parole pretty soon and hire him as chief coordinator? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how deep he got in that case of Miller Lite or that bottle of apple pie. I don't know. I mean, 
mean, come on. He's, I mean, think, he's thinking outside the box, okay? He's thinking outside the box. No, hey, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a wine box and it's empty. Hey, oh, uh, no, I shouldn't be like that. You know me. I'm per- I, no, Mark, I, we're just having fun. We're having fun. We all love each other here. So didn't didn't they get a quarterback that committed for next year for 2023? Yeah. Yep. 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 So He's a three-star. Behind the scenes, you know, they must be telling this guy certain things, you mean? So. Yeah, and um, he said in his comments he was told it's pretty much Leonard right now. Yeah. I mean, they just got to post the job and get it over with. I I, I love Terry's energy, but you can't go into some guy's house and say, uh, yeah, I'm in for next year, but I'm not sure, you know, the year after that. No, right. It's going to go on. It's just just, the recruiting would really tank. Well, I'll say this. Terry did bring up bringing Deion Sanders primetime. Would you be all for that, Mark? Oh, how about about Russell Wilson? Maybe because he's not playing well. We'll pick up his contract. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) just give it to Jim Leonard. Just give it to Jim Leonard already. Hey, real, real quick, yeah. I went up to uh, I went up to Pooley's last week. I think I missed you by about five minutes. Oh. You guys packed up and got out of there. Oh. Well, we'll be there four to six today, my friend, if you're in the area. Well, I, I did get two spotted cows in the uh, happy hour uh, for six bucks, uh, uh, three bucks a piece. That you a baby. Eat that. that a baby. You know what it is on Fridays? Our guy Dave Esler. When it comes to money... I'm sorry, when it comes to bread, a.k.a. money, this dude's got the keys to the bakery. David, is that true? Uh, it is. I, you know, I, <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, I've been home back. You're right. Yeah, Dave, what's going on, dude? What's happening today? Um, you know, I'm just I'm happy that uh, storms are through Florida. Could possibly play golf this afternoon. Yeah, get, Dave, we had 70 degrees yesterday. It's now, what is it, high about 30? I think 36, 37. A little rain. In fact, it was snowing a little bit this morning. A little sleet when I was walking in the um, office. You want to come up and hang out? No. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to come out now. Give us two more weeks. We'll get a little colder, and then you can come up and party for the Minnesota game. Ooh. Well, Dave, how about this game instead? I've always, uh, I in fact was a higher up position in the Mike McCarthy fan club. I was, uh, I was the president of um, communications. Packers, Cowboys, though, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your Packers. Oh. Oh. What? I'm gonna take your Packers. I think this is the first time you've I ever mean, done this. I know. Well, you know, I, I don't want to go a whole season without somehow or other saying something nice about the Packers. Now, um, I, uh, Browdy told but, uh, me, and, but, I, heard, but, I, and I heard this, Dave, yeah. that you did you did give us a little shout out uh, earlier this week, saying you felt bad for your Wisconsin radio friends. So we thank you for thinking of us. Well, you're welcome. I mean, <laughs> I, I I I try to stick together. You know, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Packers, and you know what? It has absolutely nothing to do with handicapping, Well, maybe a little. Well, tell me but, more. Um, you know. That line opened five, or that opened three at some rogue shops, but at actual betting shops that take actual limits, they opened five, and it's down at four, four and a half week. I mean, the money's on the Packers. And I want to be, and actually the Cowboys are the most lopsided week 10 uh, ticket count by far. Really? And, and yet the, the well, Dallas is, yes. And the, and the line's really kind of moving towards the Packers a little bit. So I'm uh, I'm going to go with 
the sharp money is on Green Bay, and I want to be on Green Bay. I mean, I did handicap it, and I kind of leaned that way. Okay. And the market move is really just confirmation for me. Oh, my, my, my. Okay, don't get, I'm getting a little excited over here, Dave. Anything else on the NFL before we move to the college ranks that you want to put up in the ether for us? Um, NFL. Um, kind of like Seattle, if you guys are up at 8.30 in the morning. Rowdy was all over it at 6.50 this morning, Dave. You guys, it's a little scary how you guys start thinking alike here. Well... Uh, we're gonna feast or famine, sink or swim together. Um, I, I just don't believe in Tampa Bay. I mean, I've watched Brady for twenty years, and you know they're giving him all the kudos for that comeback against the Rams. But I mean, the Rams handed that to him on a silver platter. I mean, I mean, Rowdy, I couldn't, but Rowdy probably could have moved the ball against that prevent defense. Rowdy, I mean, is that true? You know, probably five years ago. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, the, the only thing that worries me, and this is kind of, you know, we're always looking for things that are not factored into the to the point spread because with the Internet now, so much of these things are super obvious, like everybody knows it. But and one thing that worries me about that game is Brady not being in Tampa Bay um, and not answering divorce questions or, or being able to just take days off. I mean, I, I know him just taking days off sort of probably didn't enamor him to the rest of his team. Well, um, so... They maybe, maybe we yeah i don't know if you know this so i know the divorce thing you know that you know they you know they're getting divorced whatever so they you got his win but did you see that giselle bought a, a 11 and a half million dollar mansion right across the canal from brady's in miami it's like a whole jay gatsby kind of thing like there's a green light at the end of her dock he's going to be out there saying old sport a bunch and then missing daisy i.e giselle so i don't know maybe maybe she's back to messing with him no, it's the quiet ones you got to watch out for. <laughs> uh, so I just don't. I wanted to get the Great Gatsby reference out there for you, Dave. Great, great yeah, novel. Did Des Foreigner have a song about that? <sighs> I want to know what love is, Foreigner. Well, I, I want to know what it isn't. I want you to show me, Dave. All right, how about this? <laughs> So, Rowdy was all over the Seahawks, too. Um, uh, the the Germany thing, though, does that throw you off anywhere? For I know both teams got to travel and whatnot, but like, how does that come into play when you uh, look at these lines? Um, you know, I read yesterday where people assume that Seattle is a lot further than Tampa Bay, but you know the way that the way the world rotates, like physically rotates and whatnot. You know, Seattle's not that much longer of a flight than it is from Tampa Bay, so I don't. I, I see it as the great equalizer. I mean, I don't, I, you know, I, I just do. Okay. I mean, do. Yeah. You know, most of the quarterbacks that the Bucks have lost to are kind of mobile, and Geno Smith is kind of mobile. So, you know, I, you know, they're saying that these teams are kind of even on the neutral field, but, you know, they're really not. Yeah. I mean, I think Seattle's about, and Seattle's playing on borrowed time. That's a dangerous team to play. Uh, if you would have told me that Geno Smith would be like a dark horse MVP and doing this, I would have called you nuts. I said you're fit for a straight jacket. But yeah, know, I, I, would, I, would, I would have lost. I would have lost a lot of money on that bet too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave, to the college ranks. Um, how about this juggernaut of a game? The over under sitting at 35 as our Wisconsin Badgers going to Kinnick Stadium to take on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Where Bucky, I see favored by. I see that a, a point and a half on the road. Yeah, I mean, I have to disagree with Rowdy on this one. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take Iowa. I mean, I can't, I can't just be a homer and take the Packers and the Badgers. Um, yeah, you you were endearing yourself too much to the Wisconsinites. 
Yeah, I know. I, I don't like it. I would prefer to be controversial. <laughs> I mean, I think the, the Badger fan, you know, knowing they need one more for a bowl and they could win out and go further than maybe they expected three weeks ago, might see three wins on their schedule. But, you know, Nebraska's trying hard under Joseph, and Minnesota's capable. I mean, I, I'm going to take the home team. I mean, I know the Badgers' only road win was at Northwestern, and, and they lost to Michigan State, so... <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with sorry. I'm gonna go with we don't apologize. not asking not asking a team to do something they haven't done uh more than once, which is win on the road. I mean I'm not I'm not overly confident in it, but that looks like one of those ones that might be uh it looks too easy and if they do they usually are. But I, I do hear you talking about Jim Leonard and they will hire Jim Leonard. I mean I'll bet Thank you. Thank you, Dave. because you know, you also talked about the transfer portal. Yeah. If they if they don't hire Jim Leonard and the Badgers finish out half decent, they'll be victimized by the transfer portal. <laughs> now, Dave, I'm going to spend ten minutes telling you why the Badgers will win. You can you can do yeah I think you did that yesterday. <laughs> we don't have the time for that on this segment, but yes, uh, Dave. Anything else? I mean, you are Mister SEC, even though you know Big Ten is a much better conference. Come on, Dave. The SEC. Any other? Uh, it doesn't have to be from the SEC, but any other college football bets you want to throw out there for us? Since you got that beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I mean, LSU's only favored by a field goal or so at, at Arkansas, and you would think after last week when everybody saw them beat Alabama that they'd be favored by more. I mean, they're begging you to take Arkansas, and normally I would take Arkansas uh, just because. But you know, I think I downgraded LSU in my power rankings a little too much. When they lost to FSU in week one, and I was still kind of going off that, but FSU is one of only a few teams in the top ten, I believe, in yards per play on both sides of the ball. So maybe I sold LSU a little short. I mean, I just, uh, you know, I, I don't trust their defense. They allow like 6.3 yards per play, which is a ton. Yeah. I believe it's 114th in the nation out of 130-ish teams. So I would, I would go with LSU, assuming they're, you know, I mean, I look at the thing, and, okay, if Arkansas's best effort shows up, which you got to think it probably will. And LSU's mediocre effort shows up with a little bit of a letdown. I mean, I think the talent and coaching differences are just too much to overcome. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to take LSU reluctantly. Dave, I'm looking at pregame.com right here. Uh, your beautiful website. Okay. I see your handsome, handsome picture on there. Uh, I, I click uh-huh. at the pro special. You are 20 uh-huh. and six in football. You're hitting at 77%. Yeah. I'm actually 15 and two in the NFL. Oh my God. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get destroyed this week. No, I'm no, sure. no, no. And you're 30 and 12 in the NBA. Yeah, sorry. What, what's there to apologize about? I, thank you for making no, you my know, because, fast. Because, because because in this business, that's when people are going to jump on and expect that to continue. But we know that regression is going to happen at some point. Well, right now I'm going to ride the hot hand of my guy Dave Essler. Damn, Dave. Yeah, well, well, I had a, I, I lost last night in the NBA. I have to admit, I, I had an under. And it was under until they played an extra five minutes. So wow. kind, of, kind of pissed about that this morning. Dave, uh, one of our listeners suggested this song for you. Triumphs, lay it on the line. Is this Esler approved? Uh, if you approve, I approve. You know, just trying to appease you, Dave. That's all. Just trying to make you happy. I like it. I dig it. Dave, good luck golfing today. Um, um, if the course isn't too wet from the tropical storm it went through, absolutely. We're going to enjoy the 30 degrees. You enjoy golf in the balmy Florida, okay? 
and probably 75 degrees. (laughs) I hope I'm right about your Packers and and wrong about your Badgers because Monday will come. Same. Same, Dave. I want to continue to loving you. Dave, we love you, though, no matter what, actually. We'll talk to you next Friday. Much love, buddy. You got it. Take care, guys. Dave Essler, our guy. One of life's greatest mysteries. Why is the grass green? Why is the sky blue? Why are boobs good? And why is Bush Light so delicious? I don't know. Zach, our sports director, do you know why Bush Light's so delicious, Zach? Why is it so delicious? Yeah, I mean, it's one of life's mysteries. You know why? Like, oh, I thought, oh, I thought you were giving me an answer. No, I didn't. I, I don't know. It's the nectar. You know, I was, I was trying to figure it out last night as I was listening to Kenny and Heilprin. Mm. What a show. What a show. What a show. But, Zach, before we get into uh, what you guys were talking about last night, I'm Iowa and Wisconsin. I have to um, pick your brain a little bit on Wisconsin basketball. It's yeah. the Brew City Battle at American Family Field. First yeah. of all, is now we'll talk the men's side of things, but first, the women's basketball team, a 3.30 tip on a Friday? Like, is that not tough scheduling? Yeah, I mean, it's a doubleheader, so what are you going to do? You're going yeah. to do it, you're either going to do it at, like, 6.30 and then 9.30? <laughs> or are you going to do it at 5.30 and 8.30? Like, I don't know. Uh, 3.30 is tough. But, I mean, tickets, it, they've now dropped tickets to $19, I saw. Is that for both games? Or? <laughs> yes, yeah. for the full yeah. full session, yeah. Yeah. So, that's, that's, I mean, it, it, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, and, like, I don't know. Um, it should be a, it, it's like an interesting environment, I'll say that. Yeah. All right, so, Zach... You had told me this. They had a media basketball game. Uh, what Wednesday? They did. They had a media basketball game. I got a. Uh, you were hooping. A, yeah, were you hooping? So I got I got an email asking me to invite Rowdy, and I just for whatever reason I just completely like flaked over it. Like I did, I just totally forgot about it. They they reached out to me saying they needed the the best free throw shooter that's ever lived and. Um, they were like going to have him like do a free throw contest with with Ethan Happ, who's coming back into town, obviously, right? Oh, probably once your drunk uh, mail is sure. what it was. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, then that that might have been what happened. Uh, yeah. But no, they 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 invited me to come and play, and I think uh, uh, a few people did. I think there was about. And Zach left did. the game with a new nickname, Zachy Buckets. Ho- yeah, Hoop and Heilpin. Uh, <laughs> Zach Zach left the game. Uh, to everybody else. That's Dude, you were breaking did. ankles uh, out there, crossing dudes up, hitting the silky J in front of them. Yeah. I can see yeah, him sky exactly. hooking from the free throw line. Exactly. I would, just, I would just back Nelson down because he's, you know, not very tough. And I'd pull the so. chair out and then reject <laughs> your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the Madison media folk beat the Milwaukee media. I believe that is the case. It's, that, was the, that was the word. I haven't uh, actually got any confirmation on that, uh, though. Jesse Temple, co-host on the camp, he played in college. He apparently uh, was tearing it up. So, yeah, I believe uh, him. He was there, and Evan Flood from Twenty Four Seven Sports and Jim Polzin okay. from the State Journal. Yeah, and Pablo and Pablo from Tw- Channel Twenty Seven. They were all there, and apparently they they ran the uh, Milwaukee media out the gym. So hell yeah, that's very what good. I'm talking yeah. about hell yeah. All right, Zach. So what's going to happen between Wisconsin and Stanford? How much did we learn from Wisconsin's win uh, over uh, South Dakota, the Coyotes? Yeah, well, I mean, I think we'll probably learn a little bit more tonight. Uh, though, you know, I don't know how good Stanford's supposed to be this year. Uh, looking at some of what they did in the opener against Pacific, they've got they've got some scores. But I'm interested to see, you know, can Tyler Wall continue to do what he did the other night? I think he can. He's really? poised for a for a huge year. He's never he's never going to be a shooter. Um, but what he was able to do from the free throw line was significant because I think he's got a chance to get to the free throw line a lot the way that he bangs down low. 
and the way that teams are probably going to have to play him physically because he is pretty physical. Um, he went nine of ten from the free throw line. So anxious to see that. Anxious to see Chucky Hepburn see if he can continue what he did in the second half against um, South Dakota. Got off to a little bit of a rough start, and then it's kind of siege, right? Hell yeah! I mean, I is he going to create the starting lineup ever the, this year, or is it you know? Well, uh, I know, I know you guys would like him to. I feel like he. I feel like he's good off the bench. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. I mean, if his, if his defense improves to the level that Wisconsin really requires, I could see it. I could see it. But um, you have to get him on the floor at some point. You have to get him some minutes because he can shoot lights out, right? I mean, he's very, very skilled in that respect. And we'll see. I don't know. I know Greg Gard obviously really wants to play him as much as he can, but it has, it has to be done on the defensive end first. Okay, how about um um I mean Klismet the guy, the transfer from what what Wofford? He, I like his shot too. What's uh what uh, was the early vibes on um, Klismet? He a lot of people just say he's the, he's the next <laughs> Brad Davison or Josh Gosser or throw in white guy that plays tough and plays hard and plays defense and has a nice little shot from the outside. Like that's. I, that's the vibe. I mean, he's he's the he's the guy. They've had a lot of those type of guys. Mike Bruzewitz, like going down the line of guys that they've been able to throw out there that are tough and fight. And he does. He has a nice little shot. I think he went two for three from three uh, from yeah. three the other day. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a good mix. I'll say that they just don't have. I don't. It's a good mix. There's not like a. Is there a true guy to take over though? Like, uh, you know, it no, I mean, no was Johnny Davis, Johnny Davis. It ain't going to be Jordan Davis. Like, is there a true yeah, there's, guy? There's, to... no, there's no Johnny Davis. And, and, the, and you know what? But is that a bad thing? I, it's not a good thing, but no. it's not a, I mean, it's not, it's not a horrible thing. Uh, there were times last year where he took over. I mean, Purdue, yeah, Indiana, Indiana like, right. He took over. Um, and then there were other games where, you know, he really struggled to shoot the ball and yeah. it hurt him, but. Where they're going to miss him more, I think, and people probably overlooking it a little bit, is on the defensive end and the defensive rebounding. I mean, how many times could you – I can see it now, just like a ball just floating up there and Johnny Davis comes in from nowhere and grabs it for a rebound. Like, that's – that is. I think they're going to miss that pretty significantly because I don't – they don't, certainly don't have that type of guy right now. Yeah. So, Zach, uh, before we talk Wisconsin football, I mean, what's your expectations for uh, watching and, and covering a game at American Family Field? Where the hell are you even sitting? Like, where are you guys? So there's a there's there's a normal press box which is behind home plate, about yeah, behind home plate, and then there <laughs> like a ways away, in, right? Well, the uh, the field is on is in the infield, yeah, so it's yeah. not that far away. But yeah, it's not like right on top of it like you normally would be. And then there's gonna be, I guess there's some. Limited seating, courtside seating, um, but it's I mean, if sparse. I put in, if I put in a credential, <laughs> if I put in a credential for, Kelly, uh, they're gonna go sit you up by Euchre. That's probably where. No, that's probably where we'd be sitting. But I put in a credential for myself, so I'll probably be in the regular press box. Well, they would sit rowdy in the free throw line. So you you sit right here, man, and show them how it's done pre and post game. Well, right, seventy percent or. Courtside uh, free throw line, like so you could you could you could uh, see exactly what. Uh, he could teach them exactly what yeah. it needs to look. The coaching like. moments. Yeah. Do you know if guards yeah. going to be honoring any coach tonight? Like, is he going to wear another out of Bo Ryan's <laughs> wardrobe? Because that red that red blazer was sick. He should honor Bob Euchre with some of the outfits that he oh. wore in like the seventies. <laughs> that would be amazing. That a guardo is very fashionable. I would love to see it like yeah. a plaid suit. Or, that would be or, sick. 
or you honor the idea of managers dressing up in the uniforms. And so Gardo's wearing a, Don't. a, a basketball uniform. A guy can only get so excited, Zach. I've been on this train for a long time. Just like in baseball, every coach or manager has to wear the uniform. Like I would love to see Mike McCarthy in like the Dallas Cowboys teal pants and shoulder, yeah. like the jersey, shoulder pads, a helmet. That would be awesome. All right, so great guard. Obviously, we're nut huggers. I mean, come on. Well, obviously. Hey. Yep. No baggy. That, that's me saying that, not you. All right, so Zach, um, I don't think Jim Leonard's going to be wearing the uh, the football uniform, but he'll be wearing you know his, his athletic style coaching gear on the sidelines. What uh, what are we thinking about this game against the Iowa Hawkeyes? They've been scoring a couple more points than games previous, but uh, I don't know. What thirty five is the over under? Does Wisconsin was favored by a, what a, a I think it's a point and a half? What are we thinking about this game coming up here? How does Wisconsin win? How do they? Slow down Iowa's defense. <laughs> for, for you guys, I'll ask this. For, yeah, exactly, right? For you guys, I'll ask, I'll ask you. Do you trust Graham Mertz or Spencer Peters not to turn it over? Mertz. Which one, do you, which one do you trust more not to do it? Graham. I would say two years ago, I might have went with Petrus, but clearly the last two years, Graham Mertz. Yeah, so that is the, that's the biggest factor in my mind. If Graham Mertz is able to... Uh, hanging on the ball, not turn it over. It doesn't allow Iowa short fields. It forces them to go the length of the field. And I think even though Wisconsin's defense isn't on the level it was last year, Iowa's offense, even though it's done the last two weeks, still isn't going to be able to consistently move the ball against Wisconsin. So it, that, to me, is the biggest key, and, and that, I think, is where it lies. And it's, it's not going to be easy not to do it. There's going to be, it's going to be windy. It's going to be cold. I mean, there's going to be when you're trying to throw the ball and, and your receivers and it's hitting the hands and tipping up in the air and finding Iowa's uh, secondary, which it always seems to do. That's going to be uh, really, really difficult. But as long as Wisconsin wins the turnover battle, I think they win the game. Um, that's going to be the key in my mind. Yeah, and this Iowa team, for being a, a team normally that plays good defense and runs the football, they're not running the football very well this year. And if Wisconsin can stop the run, Lord help them if Spencer Petrus is going to be the one to uh, beat Wisconsin. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, they haven't run the ball well for most of this year. They have the last couple of weeks. I, I don't know how much you put, how much stock you put into that just because Northwestern's all, uh, defense isn't very good. Purdue coming off uh, what Wisconsin did to them. Uh, again, uh, excuse me. Um, w- Purdue's had been good against the run prior to the Wisconsin game, and now they gave up 200 yards to Caleb Johnson. So, like, Iowa has found some success on the run game. I just don't think they're going to do it against Wisconsin. And, so. and Purdue is the team that once you start to think they're pretty decent, they just fall off the map. And when you think they're in the trash, all of a sudden they beat a couple teams. But And everybody scores 30 points against Northwestern except for Ohio State? Question mark. Yeah, what's up with that? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the weather wasn't ideal. No, yeah, yeah. So, Zach, <laughs> Wisconsin, Iowa, what, what's your expectations? Are we going to be doing the over or the under of the 35 points here? I'm, I'm thinking that I would take the under, but I, again, I was only, I mean, I, I, I had not great at the over under thing. I was pretty good at the picking thing last week. Yeah, you've been, you've been best in Ben Kenny, no problem. That's like ben taking went, candy from a baby. Ben went one and four. Uh, it was a really, really tough scene for yeah, him. He's not a gambler. Uh, he is still hurting. I can, I can, hurry, I can feel it through the phone. I can. I'm, I'm I think I can hear him away. crying in the office down the hall. Yeah, yeah. So, and we got triple no, pane uh, glass in the studio. This is like I think this is the eighth time in the last fourteen games that 
Iowa, the over-under for Iowa has been under 40. I can't imagine any other team that is anywhere close to that. They just, their offense just doesn't, doesn't do it well. But I think that the uh, Iowa defense does. They don't allow explosive plays. Wisconsin's had a bunch of them this year. Uh, they've only given up five plays of 30 or more yards, which is the fewest in the country. So Wisconsin's going to have to move the ball consistently. There's going to have to some long drives from them, you would think, too. Sure. But um, I'm going to, I would take the under, but. Again, we'll see. All right, Zach, before I let you go, uh, we do have a special guest coming up. He's currently wearing a, a Cowboys jersey and a Cowboys fedora. But before, before, yeah, it's Luis. before we get to him, what's with the uh, little mutterings and rumors? Is Braylon Allen going to be a Michigan Wolverine coming up here? Are they hot on the trail for uh, getting him in the transfer portal? Your guess is as good as mine. He's been he's been following a lot of Michigan people on uh, social media. Oh, I heard it's all wrapped up. He's going to be a Trojan. Yeah, there's there's. I see what you did there. There's some rumors. I saw I, there are nothing nothing I, nothing I, that is that kind of If you're going to throw USC and Michigan in there, you might as well throw Alabama in there too. Yeah. He did follow some Alabama accounts I saw. Yeah. So. Well, Zach, throw have, it all in there. All right. I, so Iowa, you'll uh, see. More will be revealed, as they say. Yeah. Zach, have fun at the Brew City Battle and have fun uh, in Iowa. And then you go into Lambeau Sunday? That's the plan right now. We'll see how I'm feeling, <laughs> feeling on Saturday. Well, tell Mike McCarthy we said hi, okay? Of course. All right, see you, buddy. And there he goes. And there he is. Zachy Buckets. Hoop and Heilprin.